0: God made the, it's still outselling any book ever, ever written, the Bible. Did you know that? The number one. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants, but there's more Bibles being purchased and given. And I'm telling you, it's awesome. So, so if you don't have one, get one or download one on your, on your device. Praise God. So here we see that Adam and Eve sinned. And what happened that day they sinned, they died spiritually, they died spiritually. And then even God said that, you know, dust you're made and, and you will turn back to dust. In other words, your bodies are going to die. So, so we're going we're gonna to die. You know, we, we may die physically. Now, Jesus could come back and we may, we may not die physically if Jesus comes back to pick us up. Amen? I'm hoping that that will happen in my lifetime. I'm hoping that I'm not going to have to, you know, just, you know, well, it would be nice. I, I'll, fall, I'll fall asleep. In my bed and go, go to heaven. Amen. You know, you don't have to die of a disease. Amen. Amen. You don't have to die of a disease. You can just, just say, you know, I've heard testimonies of saints that said, you know, I'm going home to, to see Jesus today. They weren't sick. They were like in their 80s or whatever. And, man, I'm ready to go. And they were ready to go. And they just went off. Isn't that awesome? But you don't have to die of disease. Amen. Somebody said, how are you going to die? Just fall asleep in him. Amen. That's just a side note. I'm not going to charge you for that. And so let's get back to this. We're talking about death right now. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're talking about death. And we see here that death came into mankind. That's why, you know, Jesus, you know, you know Adam it was called a living soul, but Jesus is called a living spirit. And since Jesus was a living spirit, he enables him to make us living spirits. As we believe in him. When you believe in him, you go from death to life. You go from darkness to light. Amen. When you believe in him, the light is turned on. Amen. When you believe in, him, you get a new heart. But again, you got to do something with his body and you got to do something with his mind. You got to you got to discipline the body. Did you say discipline, Pastor? I said discipline. And you've got to renew this mind. I like what the psalmist said. Thy word I've hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. You put enough of God's word in your heart, you won't even want to go the wrong way. Amen. The reason why some of us are going the wrong way at times is because we don't have enough word in our heart. Or we have a lot of head word, but it hasn't sunk down into our heart yet. And that's where amazing grace comes in. Amazing grace uh, is God's Word that, that has the ability to transform us into the likeness of Jesus. That's the awesomeness about God's Word. God's Word is living. It's active. It's more powerful. Amen? The two-edged sword. And so it, it, it's powerful. We have to understand how we're made up. We're, you know, God uh, is, is, is the triune God. And God is the Father, He's the Son, and He's the Holy Spirit. He's three in one. And it's a mystery. It kind of makes us rattle. What does that mean? He's one God, but in three persons. Yes, He's one God in three persons. And similarly, we're similar to that maker. We're made in God's image. We are a spirit. You have to understand, you are a spirit. You live in a body, and you possess a soul and an intellect. Amen? Amen. And your soul and your spirit are connected. And, and so, we, we, you know, when you die, some people believe. Well, when you die, you just it's like, it's like you're sleeping. You don't know that you're dead. That's what some people that don't want to believe the Bible, they, they want to make you think, well, once you're dead, it's like turning off a light switch. You just turn off and you just don't exist anymore. But the Bible says something different about that. And the Bible talks about that, that, um, that we... We need to uh, look at the, let's look at this. Let's look at something here. Let's look at, um, this is in Luke 16, 19 through 31. This is Jesus and some scholars call this a parable. But, um, you know, which is sort of a parable is like an allegory. It's kind of like a story but not real. But I believe that this is not just a parable. I believe this is a true account and the reason why I say that, because Jesus actually, in parables, Jesus never mentions people's names. Amen? If you ever study out his parables, you never hear him mention a, a specific name of a person. But here, he's actually mentioning names. So if it was like, well, you know, so it has to be a true account. Because he's saying a, per, a person's name and, and saying what this person is saying. So he's like quoting what this person is saying. So, so it, has to, it can't be just a parable, just a, an allegory, just a story. This is, has to be something real. And, and here, it says here in Luke 16, 19 through 31, it's, this is Jesus speaking. He says, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Now, let me just stop here and say this that Jesus was preaching to a lot of people in his day. He was preaching to the Pharisees. A lot of of the Pharisees, most of the Pharisees, they were doing really well. And the idea in that day was that if you were wealthy, if you had money, uh, that showed a sign of God's blessing. And there's truth to that. Because if you study out the Old Testament, you'll see that the patriarchs were blessed financially. And so they took this as an idea of God's approval on their life if they were financially well off. So that, so that made it look like, and even, even some of Jesus' disciples, you know, they thought about if you were financially blessed, you must be blessed by God. But that's not always the case. Amen. Do you know there's a lot of crooked people that can make money? Right. But that doesn't mean that they have eternal life. Right. Yeah. Amen. God will add wealth to us, the Bible says, but add no sorrow with it. There's people out there that have money. Remember I talked to you last week about Jim Carrey. The the man is wealthy, right? The guy is wealthy. And he was being interviewed. Remember I said he was being interviewed and they asked about his religion. And remember uh, I mentioned to you that he said that he believes a little bit about Buddha, a little bit about Jesus. In other words, he he makes up his own God. You know, a lot of people do that. In other words, he, he, he's an equal you know, worshiper in, in all religions, right? And, uh, but he said that his life, he, he said in an interview, it was, it was, it, it, it was, he said it's a, that he is living his life, but it's a qui- that, that there's a quiet desperation. He's actually said this, a quiet desperation in his life. There's something in his life that's not right. He knows, it, and he calls it a quiet desperation desperation the world is walking in a quiet desperation. they're desperate they're looking for life they're they're looking they're trying to get it in all in, in, in drugs and and in, in sex and 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 all these exterior things they're trying to get it in that but you can't get life in, in all these natural things the only way you're going to get life is in jesus christ but we're trying to get, sometimes even as believers, when our walk is not just right, sometimes the enemy will try to get us going in these areas to try to fill us, us up. And you can never get filled up with the world. In other words, you can't get enough of the world. The, 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 you can't get enough of it and you want more and more and more of the world. And the world can't fill you up. Only God can fill you up. Only God can give you the living water yeah, right. that, that you will thirst no more. Amen. Only God. So if you're, search, if you're in search of the perfect high, there's no high like the most high. You've got to get to the most high. Right. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? And so here is the rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen and fair sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So this guy was in bad shape. And this idea that people that are poor, you know, they thought that people that were poor were cursed. And so you know, that's not really the idea. Just because somebody is, is in poverty doesn't mean they're cursed. Just because you're dealing in some lack today doesn't mean that you're cursed. Amen? The blessing just has to catch up with your faith. I'm going to say that again. You can tweet it. The blessing has to catch up with your faith. You're blessed. But pastor, I feel cursed. You're blessed. But pastor, it doesn't matter how you feel. But pastor, look what it looks like. Hey man, you stay in the word of God and it's going to change. Can I say something? Your situation is subject to change. Your relatives are subject to change. They're unsafe. Your relatives are subject to change. You and your household can be saved. Do you believe that? Yes. You and your household. That's just all you have to do. You, you want a secret to getting some of your people in your, in your household saved? Get some of our ushers. We'll tie them up to a tree and pray for them for 10 hours. No. Uh, what you need to do, you, you need to break the power of Satan off their lives. You have authority. You say, Satan, I break your power. I bind the strong man from, uh, from seeing the truth. And then the Bible talks about, Jesus talks about praying for laborers to be sent into the harvest field. And then, you know, you ask the Lord to give you a, a, a platform to talk to them. But maybe they just think you're a little crazy and they're not going to listen to you. Because you're, you're, you love, you're a Jesus lover, right? right. So they, they, they think you're a little out there. But may, there may, they might be somebody else that they will listen to. And so you ask God to send laborers and you just keep thanking God that uh, he's doing it. Amen? Don't keep praying over and over again. Oh, Lord, uh, uh, save my relatives. Save my relatives. You know, positionally, they're already saved. They just got to receive it. Amen? Don't just keep praying over and over. Save this person. No, break the power of Satan off their life. You have the authority. Amen? Jesus, all authority, all power in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus, and Jesus has given it to the church. You have authority. You can break the powers. You can break the power, Satan, off your life. Amen. Amen? You got the power. You got the greater one that's abiding on the inside of you. You believe that today? Amen. Say, I, I have the greater one in me. In me. Greater Is he he that is in me, me, then he that that is in the world. world. Can I say this this morning? You know, the same spirit, the Bible actually says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and quickens and makes alive our mortal bodies. In other words, your bodies are being quickened every day. Amen. In other words, your youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm telling you, the longer you stay in God, the younger you're going to look. Okay. Somebody say amen on that. Say, I believe that, Pastor. Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Then look at this. We're talking about the rich man uh, died and he was buried and being, notice this, it says being in torments in Hades and it's a shame that they use the Greek word Hades in the I'm reading out of the New King James Version but uh, in the King James it says hell. Torments in hell. But sometimes, you know, translators want to soften up hell but we should not soften up The word hell, amen? So he was in torments in hell, lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham. So obviously he had eyes. So it it seemed like he had a spiritual body. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So this guy was, obviously he was feeling something. Obviously, this man had a, a spiritual body. He could see, he could think for himself. He was still trying to give some orders, right? Have, you know, he was, he still had his personality. I guess he, you know, he was, he was a wealthy man. So obviously, maybe, maybe he told people what to do. Maybe he had a business and he would say, hey, Abraham, tell, tell uh, uh, Lazarus, you know, the guy that I stepped over every day, you know, uh, that I didn't give a, Oh, rats, you know, I didn't care about. Tell him to dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue because I'm burning in this flame. So, so the reality, hell is a reality. We've got to understand that. That's why we're here. We're here to be ambassadors of goodwill. Amen. To let people know they don't have to go to this God forsaken place Amen. called hell. Amen. Thank God. God Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? And he, said, and he cried, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Sin Lazarus, they may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Listen, there's no mercy in hell no mercy. because God's not in it. Amen. There's only mercy here in the here and now and in heaven. It says, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. Can those from the past to us. I think I got it out. (laughs) (laughs) Then he said, I beg you, therefore, father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. It's interesting to me, a man in hell becomes an evangelist. Now he's talking about, hey, uh, Abraham, uh, uh, raise uh, Lazarus from the dead. They knew who this guy was. They stepped over him every time they came to my house, you know, and uh, and uh, he said, raise him up so he can talk to my, fa- my brothers so they won't come to this place. People in hell don't want people coming, go, coming to hell. Amen. And you got people today, oh, I'm going to hell and it's going to be a party. Oh, <laughs> hell's no party, man. It's not a party. It's a place of torment. Some people actually think that. Some people have even bought into the light. Well, hell's a place where I party with my friends. There's no party in hell. There's demons tormenting people in hell. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you there? It's no party. No party. Amen. And so here he's saying this, that it, it, it's it's um, Lazarus. He's, uh, uh, he's saying, raise up Lazarus. And it's interesting what he says here. Uh, Abraham said to him, uh, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, uh, no, father, Abraham, but if one goes to them that, that, uh, that, Uh, came from the dead they will repent but he said to them if they do not hear Moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded through one rise from the dead now this is powerful and I believe that this could have a double meaning think about this they won't even believe if one is raised from the dead who was raised from the dead Jesus think about that and this is the key and Jesus actually said how hard is it for those that are rich to make it into the kingdom of God and of course, the disciples got all freaked out about that because you know they were believing in blessing and prosperity, but Jesus actually qualified it and said, uh, you know, it's those that tr- you know trust in their riches. You know how hard for those who trust in their wealth that's going to make it into kingdom of God. We can't trust in our money, amen. amen. We like our money says in God we trust. We gotta trust in God, amen. and and so and so prosperity uh, is a false false idea of security or eternal security. That's why people that are well-off and wealthy and and so-called self-made, they they have everything going for them, so why do they need Christ, right? So it's a false idea that they're going to be okay, but it's a false idea. Wealth will never bring you into Heaven, it has to be faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we get this false idea. and so he said, you know, even if Jesus, why? Because people are okay in their sin and you cannot be okay in your sin. you got the only way you're gonna be okay is in the Son. You can't be okay in sin. The only way you're gonna be okay is in the Son, Amen. And so so that is death, and that's what happens to a person that doesn't know Christ, they go to hell. But then there's another type of death that the Bible talks about. It's called the second death. And, you know, man, um, gosh, i got to break this down. Wow! (laughs) Boy, this goes so fast, doesn't it? The second death. Boy, you're talking about death today, Pastor. (laughs) Well, I want to talk to you about life, Amen. But, but we've got to understand how this works. So the second death is, is, is the, it's where, where the final resting place of people that don't know Jesus, well, they're not going to be resting, but they're going to be in a place called a fiery pit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And it says here in Revelation 20 where it talks about this. It says, this, I saw a great white throne and, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth And the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And they saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these things, which were written in the books. Notice there are books, and then there's one book. And believers that receive Jesus Christ, the Bible talks about that our name is written in the book of life. And the other books are books of what people did in their life. And they got to stand on Judgment Day for their works or their deeds on Judgment Day. To see if they're righteous. And self-righteousness will not get you to heaven. Only God's righteousness in Jesus Christ. Even being a good, moral person won't get you to heaven. Only Jesus. I I know this is elementary this morning. But only Jesus. And so here, it's talking about books, but as long as... And let's continue with the reading here. And it says here, uh, let's see. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire this should sober some of us up in other words this should give us a revelation that there is there's you know some would say how can a loving god send somebody to hell how can how can a person uh, uh, disregard G- Jesus, the Son of God, that paid the price of, of our sin on the cross, that, that died such, such, such a terrible death, how can somebody ignore the grace of God, trample on the blood of Jesus, and go to hell? You see, it's, uh, God saves us, but sinners, what, if they don't receive Christ, they're, they're, they're trampling on the blood of Jesus to get to hell. They're not receiving the free gift. And, and, and that's the key. We need to receive the free gift. I'm going to say this. The gift of life is for eternity. I'm telling you, the gift of salvation is for eternity. But the, but the, but the, the death is for eternity as well. And we're going to either live in one place or the other. You're either with God or you're with the devil. Amen. And I'm going to be with God. Amen. Yes. And so, you know, it says in Revelation 20, verse 6, says, Blessed and holy is he who has a part of the first resurrection. See, it's talking about a resurrection. You know, there, you know, you know even, even the unsaved will be resurrected on that great day of the white, great white throne. But their bodies will be fitted for torment. Think about that. Amen. And we, as believers, will get glorified bodies and we will reign with Jesus forever and ever. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, God has redeemed us, number two, from spiritual uh, uh, and physical poverty. It says in 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that through He was rich, yet for... For uh, your sakes, he became poor that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Yes. Jesus laid down his glory and royalty to come to earth and to humble himself as a servant and to die on a cross for our sins. He became poor when he left heaven. You know, Jesus walked this earth, and yes, he walked it out, and he really became destitute when he went to the cross because they stripped him naked. Yes. They tortured him. They did all kinds of manner of evil towards him. And Jesus, you know, what was holding Jesus up on the cross wasn't the nails. It was his love for us. Because he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have called a legion of angels. He could have said, I'm done. (laughs) Wipe these people out, God. Let's start a new race. But no, he stayed up there, what? Because he saw you and he saw me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God is awesome. And the Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about how God will will show. It it talks about this in Ephesians 2. Let's look at that. Man, i got to shut this thing down, man. Glory to God. I'm just getting started. Amen. I'm telling you, for the believer, there's a lot of good things for the believer. You believe that today? God has great things in store for us. And in Ephesians 2, it says here, and he made alive. Now, now I'm just going to start with verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. This is talking about what we used to be. We used to be under the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. "...among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath." But thank God my nature has changed. Thank God I'm not a child of wrath any longer. Thank God I'm a child of the King. Thank God I have a new nature. I don't want to sin. I want the Son. Amen? Amen? And it says here, and this is it says here, and by nature, to wrath by the by others. But listen in verse four. By but God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even we were when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, of his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Think about this. I'm telling you, when we get to eternity, God's going to be showing his grace to each one of us. He's going to be showing his love. He's going to be, man, it's going to be so exciting. I'm telling you, the little things that we encounter in this walk of our life, where we sometimes we feel like giving up, throwing it down, it's not compared to what eternity, what God has for us in eternity. Are you hear? We need to be more eternal minded than natural minded. We need to be our minds need to be stayed on Christ and on heavenly things. Are you hear what I'm saying to you, Saints? God has great things in store for us. I'm telling you, for an eternity, God's gonna be, woo, be wowing us. We'll be just going, wow, wow, wow. Man, this. This this is better than Nintendo. This well, I guess Nintendo's old. This is better than PlayStation. This, this is Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We're going to be so wild in heaven. We're like, "Wow! That vapor life down. I'm glad I served. I'm glad I received Christ. I'm so glad." Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, heaven does not, uh, man, it doesn't compare to what we have. We may have good days here. We may have heavenly days here. But it's peril compared to what heaven's going to be like when we get there. God's going to wipe away every tear. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's going to be joy, full of joy, and, and especially full of glory. It's going to be angels and choirs, and it's going to be wonderful. Hallelujah! How can we not want to go there? Praise God! Say, I'm going to heaven! I'm heaven bound! Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m., Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert, and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.